Hello. Welcome back, my fasting friends. I hope you have been well. This month marks our one-year anniversary for the Yeshua Prayer and Fasting Podcast and the two-year anniversary for the Yeshua Prayer and Fasting Telegram Group. I thank Adonai for allowing me to do the podcast and the Telegram Group. I also thank Naomi Ojo. She inspired me when we first started to do the fast in March of 2021, and then again for a second fast, in which I think was in May of 2021. And that is how the ball started rolling. Thank you, Naomi. This month's suggested reading is Ezekiel, chapter 18, Turning from Sin, Isaiah 57, A Brightness, and Matthew, chapter 24, Coming of the Messiah. Songs with lyrics, Jordan St. Cyr, Weary Traveler, For King and Country, Love Me Like I Am, and Tasha Layton, How Far. Lyrics are at the end of the transcription. Blessings. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe, who gave to us the way of salvation through Messiah Yeshua. Blessed be he. Amen. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu, melech ha'olam asher nabimano etorek ha'yeshua ba'mashiach, Yeshua ba'ruchu. Amen. And the ironic benediction, Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. Adonai turn his face towards you and grant you shalom. And in Hebrew, Yevorecha Adonai ve'yishmarecha. Yair Adonai Panavayalecha Vivinecha. Yisa Adonai Panavayalecha Vayasem Lucham. Shalom. Numbers 6, 24-26. May the Lord bless you all. Are you looking around you, seeing the news, looking at the action of the peoples, wishing for the Messiah to get here? What are your reasons? Mine was for peace upon the entirety of the whole earth. I was tired of hearing and seeing and feeling the awfulness that I felt was surrounding me and overcoming me. I did not want to see or feel any more anger from me or anyone. I just wanted some love, some smiles, some laughter, just some fun and joy, just happiness, and I wanted it for the entire world. That feeling of doom that was encompassing me like a dust cloud, I could not seem to walk away from it. I prayed to God, please come. I was looking forward to his coming with just too much eagerness, in a way that I thought was okay. I thought I was looking forward to his return for the benefit of the world, you know, for his glory. However, I think I was just tired of listening to all the things out in the world that I know the Lord despises. Things that go on, that seem to continue with no bounds, and that are seemingly getting worse and worse. I always had this picture in my head, you know, the verse where it tells us the whole world will see him. Revelation 1.7 Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, including those who pierced him and all the tribes of the land will mourn him. I wanted that day. I wanted there to be no more running amok, no more of the world's craziness and pain. They would see him, and in my head, that was all it was going to take. It would stop. Everyone would see him, and they would know. No more hurt or pain or crying, just peace and joy and love and laughter. 
our families together in the way we always prayed for and hoped for, what we had imagined for so long. And then I was reading, and I came across Amos 5.18. Woe to you who want the day of Adonai. Why do you want it, this day of Adonai? It is darkness, not light. I remembered what is really going to happen on that day of judgment. I understood the verse, and that I was rushing the coming of the Messiah. First, I better be ready to be judged. The return of the Messiah, as much as it is a glorious day, is also a sad day. I should not be pushing too hard for him to come before his time, because I am rushing judgment upon myself in ways I do not fully understand, in ways that maybe God has not revealed to me in my life that I need to correct. And then what about others? There are so many others that have not yet repented and that don't even know him yet. They are still deep in their sins. Should I be rushing the return of the Messiah before millions or billions of people on earth get a chance to repent? 1 Timothy 2.4 He wants all humanity to be delivered and come to the full knowledge of truth. Ezekiel 18.32 I take no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, says Adonai Elohim. So turn yourselves around and live. I was thinking about just one prophecy from Revelation regarding the Euphrates River drying up and the lives of the people on earth. Revelation 16.12 The sixth one poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River and its water dried up in order to prepare the way for the kings from the east. So I'm sure you have seen in the news the Euphrates River in 2020, how vast it appeared, and for the last 6,000 years it was a large contributory. If you look at it now, it is practically dried up. So I googled how many people are on Earth right now. Google says 7.88 billion. 7.88 billion people are on Earth right now. Revelation 6, 7 through 8. When he broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living being say, Go. I looked, and there in front of me was a pallid, sickly-looking horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Shoal followed behind him. They were given authority to kill one quarter of the world by war, by famine, by plagues, and with the wild animals of the earth. One quarter of the earth, that is one billion, nine hundred and seventy million people that will die. Let me say that again. That is one billion, nine hundred and seventy million people. Why am I rushing? Do you understand wrath? We long to see Yeshua, our Messiah. Hurry and come back. Because we think about the happy and the peaceful and glorious days. Sunshine and everyone smiling, no pain, no tears, no death. But in order to get to that day, you first have to see God's wrath. Do you understand wrath? If you did, you would be crying. You would fear a little. The whole world at war like you have never seen it before. Well, you say, well, we have seen world wars before, and yes, that is true. However, 
Think of the changes in our technology since then. Since the 1950s, they were just starting to travel around by airplane. Daniel 12.4 But you, Daniel, keep these words secret and seal up the book until the time of the end. Many will rush here and there as knowledge increases. So now as our knowledge increases, so does our weaponry, our missiles, our ships, our navigation, our sonar, our radar, you name it. Technology has no bounds, and we have not had a, had a world war before with the technology that has come about since the 2000s. Mankind has no limits to its ideas when it wants to topple the man next door. And God says his wrath will come, and he will use man against himself and nature against man in order to ensure all his words come to pass. Destruction like no other you can imagine. Wrath. Don't rush it. Matthew 24:22. Indeed, if the length of time had not been limited, no one would survive. But for the sake of those who have been chosen, its length will be limited. Revelation 9:18. It was these three plagues that killed a third of mankind. The fire, smoke, and sulfur issuing from the horse's mouths. Another third of mankind. Almost another two billion people. After already losing a quarter of mankind, what we need to be doing is praying for those billions and billions of people. To get some perspective on the numbers, that would be almost 4 billion people. There are 1.4 billion people in India alone. Another 1 billion in North and South America combined, which is Canada and America. And in South America, that would include Argentina, Venezuela, Brazil, and about another 17 countries. Another billion in Africa, which would include another 38 countries. Nigeria, Ethiopia, and Egypt, just to name a few. That would be around 3.5 billion people. Another 70 million in the United Kingdom. Think of all those countries. Think of all those people. Four billion. Four billion. The wrath that we are going to witness will be destructive, painful, and unreal. We need to be on our knees. There are many, many, many who need to be saved. I know that I don't always have the right words when someone asks me about God, but I do know how to pray, and that is something that we can all do. We cannot even fathom the numbers here. There are people that you say to yourself, hey, you know, that person will never be saved. But you don't know that. Pray for them. It could be a drug dealer or a sex trafficker. It could be your neighbor, your dad, your friend. You just don't know. And yes, as disgusting as it sounds, because we abhor the nature of sin and crime against children and women and people, we're not to judge regarding the end times. We need to seriously be praying for sinners and people that you would consider lost, gone, and hopeless. Mark 2.17 But hearing the question, Yeshua answered them, The ones who need a doctor aren't the healthy, but the sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Luke 5.13-32 It was Yeshua who answered them, the ones who need a doctor aren't the healthy but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, 
but rather to call the sinners to turn to God from their sins. God wants to give everyone a chance to turn their lives around and find Him. People will reject Him and reject Him and reject Him. But God will continue to want them to turn around and call out to Him. We must pray for them to turn around, to have the veil removed from their eyes, for their hearts to change and to soften, for their ears to hear. This is not the time for our opinions or our judgments. Steer clear of those. The world is getting harder and harder not to judge. So remember who you are. You are a child of God. What does God command? First, you love him, and then you love others. He did not say love only those who love you. He said love others like you love yourself. I happen to really love myself. So I will do my best not to judge, to keep my temper down. Find my love for others and pray for this world a lot, a lot. Because now more than ever, our prayers are what is needed. Isaiah 65, 17 For look, I create new heavens and a new earth. Past things will not be remembered. They will no more come to mind. Revelation 22, 17 The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, let anyone who hears say, Come. And let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life free of charge. Your heart should be crying out to God. If you hear the words I am saying to you and the numbers of people sound fantastical, read the Bible for yourself. As much as I want to be with the Messiah, and I do, and I want to go in the rapture, and I want to feel his peace surround me, and I trust that he will save my family, Yet in the meantime, there are four billion people that need our prayers, our interventions. Galatians 6.2 Bear one another's burdens. In this way, you will be fulfilling the Torah's true meaning, which the Messiah upholds. Ephesians 6.18 As you pray at all times, with all kinds of prayers and requests in the Spirit, Vigilantly and persistently for all God's people. John 17:15. I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. You don't know how the Lord works, who he will use and when. The Lord works in the most unusual ways. He could use a captor whose heart he has softened and whose eyes he has removed with the veil to help on the inside. He could change the spirit of a dealer who sees someone who is dying and he decides this life is no longer for him and he saves a life and turns his around. You just don't know. There are four billion lives at stake. They are all worth saving and praying for. God has a plan. We just need to be praying. You don't have to know their names. You just have to pray for them. God be with you.